Welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition Spot Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about why intuitive eating is not working for you. What is it that you could be missing? Yeah, because often we get, we, you know, comments on webinars, videos, in the public, even just what pops up on our social media feeds being like intuitive eating doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Food freedom doesn't work. And 99% of the time when we talk to people, we ask them why, like, why didn't it work for you? Tell me what's going on. What are you experiencing? It's the same couple of things. And so essentially like long story short, they're not, you're not at, those people aren't, weren't intuitive eating or weren't experiencing food freedom. It was like, a pretend, not a pretend, but like it just wasn't the wasn't what actual intuitive eating or food freedom was. It was just like a very surface level of not of what, what I've said on previous podcasts, like not not dieting, not dieting and intuitive eating are not the same thing. Yeah, it's they're giving themselves permission, but not learning the intuitive eating skills that go with it. Yeah. So most people when they're like, OK, I want to do intuitive eating or food freedom are so excited to be able to eat whatever they want. Right. Like, of course. Course. After a lifetime of restriction or food rules, that's so exciting. And so mm-hmm. they do the one step of the million piece puzzle to intuitive eating and they're like, I can eat whatever I want. But the issue is they haven't addressed any of the causes of overeating that have happened in their life. So then they're only thinking about all those foods that they used to not let themselves have that they're finally letting themselves have. So they have a hyper desire, hyper drive to eat those foods They're overeating them because they're eating them when they're not even physically hungry, maybe for emotional stress, boredom, distraction, habit, seafood, whatever it is. And then also don't don't know how to stop eating when they're comfortably full. And so we like to use the analogy of, you know, maybe your bucket, if you think of your eating as like a bucket and there's a hole in your bucket and you just put like a tape over it, but you haven't turned off the tap of the water pouring into the bucket. And so eventually just starts over pouring anyways and overflowing every way anyways, that's essentially what's happening in that situation. Or it's like you have a hole in the bucket, the water is like dripping out. And then the diet was like that tape on the bucket or the band aid, Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, I'm getting through life with all of these rules. However, it's kind of leaky. It's just not, awesome. Like something's missing. A lot of times our clients say something's missing, something's missing, something's not right. I know it can be better. So then you hear about this concept of food freedom. You're like, great, let's remove the bandaid, AKA permission. Let's give myself permission. Let's take away the diet rules. But what are you left with? You're left with that hole in the running water, right? And so you have not repaired, (laughs) like Nikki just said, you have not repaired the bucket or turned off the tap. So you have this like the our so many of our clients say this so this is their words like the greatest nightmare situation that you are trying to prevent and so you start doing what you think is food freedom or intuitive eating you're like okay I'm doing permission I'm leaning into what my body's saying oh my god like all I want to do is eat 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 I'm gaining weight like this intuitive eating thing can't be right I, this isn't for me I'm I don't want you to think this, like I'm broken, those kinds of things. And then, and then so many people take like 18 steps back and kind of like retreat and go back to putting that little tape on or the band aid. And so we're here to say like that 
there's so much there that we can help you with to make intuitive eating work properly because you're not the one person that it's not going to work for. Like this is something we're born with. That's the cool part. It's like, we didn't invent this. Like This is what we're born with. And we have gained drivers over the years to make this leaky bucket, to make this water pour, if you will, you know, like the drivers yeah. to eat. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're kind of resonating with that, you're like, oh yeah, that's me exactly. Like I just kept wanting to eat all those foods that I know in quotation marks, I shouldn't eat. And I never craved fruits and veggies. You know, it was just like a free for all yeah. then. Yeah. Like it's not that intuitive eating doesn't work for you or you're broken. You just missed a few steps along the way. Yeah. And actually, that's one thing I want to say too, is that I really love the picture of food freedom and listening to your body and and giving yourself permission to eat. But I also just want to give you like a heads up, like intuitive eating, learning it properly. If you come from a background like we do, is a lot of effort. It's uh, We always say that like learning the skills properly it's like reverse dieting, right? So you put a lot of effort into unlearning, learning, reconnecting, it's work. And then yes. it becomes the easiest thing. The whole idea of allowing foods, but just not wanting them is effortless. Like you just go through your day and you're just not thinking about these foods. It's your new autopilot. And so that's proper food freedom to get there. It's effort. And so if it's just like, I'm just going to let myself have food. It's, it's, uh, that's missing the effort. <laughs> yeah. That's not really intuitive eating. That's just letting yourself have food. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I was going to say too, that when you start your food freedom journey, and maybe, maybe this isn't communicated enough in the world of intuitive eating and food freedom, but you are still, and you're so good at saying this to our clients, you will still experience symptoms or behaviors that you had Mm. prior to starting food freedom for example there are going to be times when you overeat there are going to be times when you eat when you're not hungry there are going to be times when you emotionally eat or whatever it is because you just haven't learned yet because it is a learning journey like Shana said it's hard at first because you have so much going on and and we're complicated human beings and the world is complicated and we so stress in there and behavior change like you can expect to to be like, I'm going to start food freedom, intuitive eating, and then just like, okay, snap of a finger. I'm never going to experience any of those things again. No, like a lot of it, a lot of the learning of food food freedom, intuitive eating is retrospective. It's experiencing something that you didn't enjoy and self-reflecting. What happened there? What was going on there? What did I do? Making a conscious plan to, you know, what can be my next steps next time I'm in the same position again. And giving yourself grace and permission to what we call fail forward. So again, a lot of women, they they want to start the food freedom journey. They experience some overeating and then they're like, this isn't working. Hands up in the air. Full stop. You know, like Shana said, I got to go back. But really leaning in and being curious and being kind to yourself, being a little inquisitor, like an you know, inspector gadget is what actually helps you learn intuitive eating and not getting frustrated with yourself because you didn't get it perfect let go of that Mm, so true ditch the perfection there's no such thing as perfection and um I love that you know 
one way of looking at it to make your, first of all, just everything Nikki said, when we actually give ourselves permission to do that, our journey is going to be way more efficient, like way more efficient rather than sticking with the perfection mentality. Honestly, you'll just, it'll never get there, right? Because the perfectionism is what stops us from progressing. So the fail forward is absolutely necessary. Um, And so an empowering way to look at that as well is like Nikki was saying, the inquisitive, like getting, just looking at it from a different angle. I'm not failing. My body's trying to tell me something. And so that's why when we say like, Hey, to our clients, like, Hey, you're absolutely going to still experience overeating as you go through this journey. And you're supposed to, because that is what your body is trying to like speak to you through those overeating desires. So like switch the narrative, right? Like we've been told for so long that we're wrong, we're bad, we're doing something. It's not it. Like our body is trying to tell us something when we're experiencing those situations. So if we can bring it to our awareness, come back online, you know, get out of our autopilot, stop with all the, you know, self negativity and just be like, whoa, okay, this is so cool. Like I dare you to like take that on. Like, this is so cool. Why am I overeating? Like really empowering, right? Yeah. Why am I overeating? What am I missing? And I swear if you sit with yourself and ask, the really cool thing is that things start to start to come to you. Um and when we start to like lean into that self-trust, like okay, I'm not doing anything wrong. There's something here. I can trust myself that's intuitive eating like that's intuitive living one step will come after the other yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah and so okay so you've given yourself permission to eat but you feel like all you want is to eat is the bad food in quotation marks again I even hate using those words I'm like, <laughs> but anyways you know like you just you're eating in a way that you don't want to be again that is not food freedom because intuitive eating and food freedom is eating with the intention of feeling better a hundred percent and again if you've been on a diet or you have a history of restriction you might not even know what that really means because eating is scary you know eating is something you might have feared because you're like eating equals calories equals all the things that I'm scared of but like our bodies don't like to not eat being hungry doesn't actually feel good so when we eat with the intention to feel better Eating is a good thing, but that also means emotionally better. So no food guilt, no shame, not not eating in a way that doesn't feel good, but also physically better in 30 minutes, 60 minutes, an hour, things like that. And so when we're, we haven't unlearned that hyper desire for those foods, we only are eating to the attention to feel better in that like short moment, you know, like the hyper the foods that taste really good that moment that we're eating them, you know, we don't really think of like fruits and veggies. We're thinking of the chocolate and the cookies and the cake and all those like instant gratification foods. But then in 30 minutes, we don't feel better. You know, we feel like crap again. Maybe our blood sugars have gone all haywire or we do have emotional guilt or all those things. Our energy levels are crashing. And so with food freedom, because we want to rework how we think about food, neutralize food, decrease that hyper desire, that's when the ability to make food decisions, balancing a couple different things, you know, like what's available, first of all, but what do I want to eat maybe mentally, but what do I want to eat that's going to make me feel better physically and like balancing those all out. 
And so you end up eating, like Shane and I showcase a lot on our, our social media, is you end up eating eating balanced meals still, but they taste, oh my gosh, yum, because you've learned the skills to like add the flavor or like put in, you know, the little bit of sweetness that you've been looking for or whatever, but they're balanced with the protein and the fiber and the thing, you know, not the, like there's carbs there, but they're not like just all carbs most of the time, you know, and you feel good 30 minutes later, 60 minutes later, two hours later until your hunger cues start to creep in again. And again, that comes with undoing all those overeating drivers, creating food neutrality. So you're not just driven that hyper desire for those foods and practice and learning and self-reflection like Shada was talking about, because you can't know how your body's going to feel, what foods make you feel best if you're not letting yourself explore different options and maybe making the wrong choice. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So that's like that self-discovery, right? You're really getting to know yourself. You're really getting to know yourself on so many realms. And that's just like one, like this physical, like how does that food make me feel kind of thing? Um, Interesting. And that question could be so powerful because we, we often will talk about like, yeah, you might have cake in the fridge. And even though you say like, oh, I want to eat, you have permission to eat cake for breakfast. 90% of the time, that's not going to be the option you you choose because, you know, physically, that's not going to probably play out the best for you most days. Maybe it will some days, you know, <laughs> you know, I showed my daughter eating some pumpkin pie the other morning, like whatever. Sometimes you just go with it and have a good time with it because it's, you're able to do that. It's a weekend or something where, you know, you can have a more balanced option once you're starting to feel hungry. But, you know, like an average work day or something, you're not really going to be super fueled properly if you're starting your day with cake. And so you're like, I'm going to save the cake for a time when it's going to fit in my life better. And that's not a diet rule and that's not a restriction. That's just that what's going to make me feel best in this moment. The cake isn't the option or the answer. I want to say something to my ladies that are my past selves that um, sometimes, because we're so, some of us can be so good at taking a, like nutrition guidelines so literal that we feel like if we don't do it that way, including intuitive eating, that it's not going to work out or that we're doing it wrong and and then... We just have this really strong desire to get it right now. Get it right. Well, part of that's like, so that I don't gain a lot of weight, right? <laughs> Driven by that. And so that statement of like, with the intention to feel better, I just want you to know it's like absolutely valid. However, if you come from that restriction background, you really, really have to give yourself that permission to lean into what it is that your body's actually asking for 
go through that phase with intuitive eating skills. I want to talk about that with the intuitive eating skills um, so that you can come out the other side where your body is no longer asking for the cake in the morning every single day. Just as an example, I'm not maybe you're not even craving that, but there's probably something that you're like pretty hooked on right now. Like, like it's calling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have, I highly recommend anyways, <laughs> for me and people that are, go through the background, like I did to go through that and like really lean into giving yourself permission. And so what happens then is that your body is like, okay, like the hyper desire is actually gone. It really is available. And what happens is like, you're not going to want, like, you're just, it's not, it's not even like a mental decision. Like I don't, I shouldn't have cake because today, because it won't make me feel good. Like it's not even on your mind 90% of the time. It's like, you genuinely, genuinely want the green smoothie for breakfast. You genuinely, genuinely want the cereal with nuts in it for breakfast and milk. You genuinely, genuinely want the toast with peanut butter. Like these are more like balanced things compared to cake. And then there's going to be times where it's like absolutely go time for pumpkin pie. I do this kind of thing regularly, occasionally. What's that word? (laughs) I need like a compromise between those two words. That is something I do. I just say, I'm just going to use like a once a month thing where I genuinely want pie for, for lunch, pie for breakfast is pie, pie season. So I'm saying that or cake for breakfast or cinnamon Quas- buns or something. cinnamon buns, croissants, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's say that, yeah. um, I don't want to eat those things. So that, that is what I'm saying. Like our body is so wise. It can, it can look at these things. If you go through intuitive eating journey, properly learn these skills, really lean into what your body's saying. Your body does not, you look at these things and you're like, no, thanks. That's not what I want for breakfast today. It has just like, it's a, it's a meh. It's like a disinterest. So that's just the power of the body is so phenomenal. Like, and I want to say one more thing. So for us often find like our ladies that come from that tight restriction, like almost type A, like I really just want to get it right. Um, they can really start to overthink intuitive eating. I was like, yeah. is this going to make me feel better? And they kind of just like get three quarters of the way, <laughs> three quarters of the way, because they don't actually let themselves lean into those like deep desires. Um, so we have ladies that are just like pulling the bandaid off and giving themselves all the permission for all the deep desires 24 seven, it doesn't feel good. And then we have our ladies that are like overthinking it. Like, okay, is this going to make me feel good? Is this what my body really wants? Uh, you know, I really want the cake, but maybe that's not going to make me feel good later. Uh, that's going to keep you stuck into the, in the zone where your body kind of just like always wants kind of pie most often for lunch, but you're choosing not to have it because it's not going to make you feel good later. I want you to go all the way through with proper intuitive eating skills so that you don't always want pie for lunch. And it's just not even a thought. I just want it to be your second nature, your autopilot. So it's going all in. Going all in, giving yourself 100% permission paired with doing the plus sign on the YouTube channel with intuitive eating skills. And that will set you free, like proper intuitive eating skills paired with permission. Yeah. It's the recipe. And um, I was thinking too, when you were talking about like leaning into that and like letting yourself have the cake 
you know, that you're like, put the blinders on and just do it so that the cake loses its power. Mm-hmm. I was wanted to interrupt and be like, yeah, like, are you failing or are you in a healing stage still? Mm-hmm. You know, have yes. you not let yes. yourself, because that's another thing is like, you make some progress, but yeah, you're in maybe still a little bit of that overeating. Those symptoms are still kind of happening. And we always talk about like, you have to heal. You have to heal your mind, body, and soul from the years of food restriction and dieting and, and low calorie intake or whatever it's been. And you're, you have to heal your body. Like it's like an inner child thing, right? Like your body needs a big warm hug of being like, yes, you can eat all the foods and I'm not going to take them away, you know? And like, and letting yourself have those experiences before it like truly believes like the actions have to speak louder than the words and your body to be like, okay, yeah, I get it now. Like I can really have cake whenever I want. So I am going to just stop caring so much about the cake and I'm going to start being more efficient with my metabolism and all of the things. And it's like, are is it not working? Or are you just not letting yourself go through that healing phase long enough to come out onto the side of food freedom that feels amazing? You know, are you giving up in the middle of the journey? Because the healing phase can be a little bit uncomfortable. I love it. Intuitive eating is just not, it's not another set of rules. It's not another, another thing you need to overthink. At first, it's very, very thinky. <laughs> Lots of thinking. But then it's your new autopilot because that's where you're born. This is your wisdom. It's inside you. You're just uncovering it. You're just reconnecting it. You're healing it, like Nikki said. Exactly. So if you're someone that clicked on this podcast because you're like, I felt like I tried it and it didn't work. I, I know I don't want to go back to dieting, but I kind of feel stuck in this place of nowhere's land where I'm not dieting. I'm not fully intuitive with my eating, but I'm just not feeling great. Mm -hmm. Then maybe sit down and ask yourself, you know, do you feel hyper desire, what we call hyper desire, that hyper attraction for the less healthy foods and all the foods, not even have to be less healthy. That's not even the right word. The foods you used to tell yourself you couldn't eat. Do you feel like you're eating all of the time? You know, do you feel like you're using food to cope with emotions, stress, boredom, distraction? Do you feel like if you see food, you eat it, even if you're not hungry? Or do you not even know what actual hunger versus not real hunger feels like? Do you feel like you can stop eating when you're full effortlessly, no matter how amazing the food tastes? If you've answered like no or whatever, I don't even know what the answers would be consistently because I was just throwing those off the top of my head. But you know, if if, if you're mm-hmm. if those are bringing up, oh yeah, I don't have that skill, I don't have that skill, or I am doing that, then you haven't quite hit food freedom. Don't don't freak out. We don't want you to feel bad. We just there are ways and skills you can learn that'll get you there. They're just missing them. Those puzzle pieces aren't there yet. So you're not a lost cause. There is so much hope. Mm-hmm. If you need the puzzle pieces, if you want someone, if you want like a like a step by step, just like put them together. We'll put the link down below for our program. And if you're feeling like you were kind of like person A who just took the bandaid off and like the water was just like rushing through and all the foods and again, like this is not your fault, right? Um, you're not doing anything wrong. Um, if that is you, so more of like a bingey type kind of vibe that's okay. I want you to know it's not your fault. Um, And we're also doing a webinar next week on how to stop that. And we're going to go through all of these things much more deep, deeply. So we'll put the link down below for that as well. Yeah. 
Perfect. All right. See you guys next week. See ya. Bye.